can't escape who you are. You just bring yourself with you. And the point is not to continuously use travel as another distraction in your life. It's seeing all the things that you saw on the trip, that version of you that was more confident, that was more aware and just happy. How do you bring that back home? Not to Escape podcast. I'm your host, Jelene on the go, solo female traveler and creative entrepreneur. Think of me as your skydive instructor, empowering you to take the leap into solo travel to push past your fears and transform your life. Join me every Tuesday as we explore the world of solo travel with purpose and discover how you can use it for your personal transformation. Learn how to make meaningful connections around the world and reignite your spirit of play. We aren't just talking about traveling to find ourselves anymore. We're all about doing the work to understand who we authentically are, breaking through our limiting beliefs, and taking the leaps to manifest lives we are excited about. Through interviews, solo episodes, meditations, each episode is packed with practical tips, strategies, and inspiring stories from guests who have transformed their lives through solo travel. Whether you're a seasoned traveler or just starting out on your journey, the Travel Not to Escape podcast is here to inspire and empower you to solo travel with purpose. Strap on your helmet. We're about to jump headfirst into the journey of a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi, Navigators. Welcome to today's episode of Travel Not to Escape. And today is a community Q&A episode. So I'm going to be covering a question that I found that was posted on a solo female traveler group. And uh, I will read the question, the responses. I'll also respond and give you my take. So, so far, I've actually not read the responses. So we're doing this as a blind reaction as well to some of these responses that are the most popular, most liked that were commented by people. So today's episode, uh, the question is all about what it's like coming back from a solo trip and the kind of the feelings that get stirred up when you've had these like big life changing things happen abroad and then you come back home uh, to your family, whatever the environment is that you started off with. So I'm going to read the question. It is, I recently came home from my solo trip. My purpose with this trip was to get away and find myself and get to know myself better and then come back home stronger, more confident than ever, and not letting anyone or anything define me or my feelings. Since I came home, I feel more lost than before sad, stuck on some things from the past, and just unable to move on and move forward. I feel like others define me and my happiness, and I'm really not that confident anymore. I just feel very empty and lost, and I wish I could stop caring about others and just feel happy with myself and my own company without waiting for others to come over, meet me, etc. I feel abandoned because I feel people didn't visit me. I feel just small and insecure. I don't really have anyone to talk about this with. I also feel like the responsibilities are coming and stressing me out. I really don't know what to do and I need your advice more than ever. Okay, so there's 132 comments on here, 201 reactions. And right off the bat, like I feel for this like poster, right? Like this was me uh, like five some years ago. You know, I, you go in this is actually the whole reason why I started this podcast and the, the company travel not to escape because you who you are, you just bring yourself with you. And the point is not to 
continuously use travel as another distraction in your life. It's seeing all the things that you saw on the trip, that version of you that was more confident, that was more aware and just happy. How do you bring that back home? How do you become that person so you're not these two people and you're not constantly chasing this version of yourself that you know is deep down that version of you that you want to be, that that is you already. It's just covered up in all these layers of expectations of people, of environments, um, different factors that aren't serving you and haven't served you for a while, but it's scary to let those go. So she mentioned in here, that uh, you know, coming home has made her feel even more lost and confused and sad than before, um, and that she's feeling uh, feelings of like not being confident, feeling abandoned. So this is really part of the transformation process: is understanding where did you start from, what was your journey, and what are you coming back to, and how are you changed? And we're at this part now with this poster of she did all of that. And it's that last mile, like, how do you reintegrate back your old life from this journey that you just went on? Like, what are the things that you need to to do in order to become that new version of you that then goes on that next journey and constantly goes up that spiral to become to become you again? So let's let's read a couple posts. I have some more thoughts on this as well. Um, I'm really excited about this topic because it's it's one that I'm so passionate about. I've lived this, and I I want to help other women work through these feelings as well. So uh, one of the top ones I see is okay. This poster said or a commenter said, "Have you tried therapy?" I want to see a lady. I went to see a lady once every six weeks who was very caring and gentle with me. She gradually helped me gain my confidence back and self-esteem and helped me see logical reasons for the way I'm feeling and helped me with strategies to gradually feel better. Uh, affirmations by uh, another poster. So this one had 22 reactions to it. And again, I'm, I'm a big proponent of therapy because what a lot of people don't realize is the people that are around you, your friends, they can only help you as much as they can help themselves, but they haven't gone through what you're going through. So they can help you in their perspective, but they might be doing you more harm than good if they're the reasons why you're you're not feeling so great. But a therapist or a coach or whatever external third party support system you want to lean into, like they have worked with other people on this exact same issue. And that's that's the reason why they're so helpful is they've seen what works. They've seen what doesn't work. They, they know what you need in this moment, what you need to ask yourself, what you need for support and resources so that you can feel your best whole self again and feel better and have the strategies and tools to be able to do so. So whether it's therapy, whether it's a guide or a coach or whatever it is that you lean into, uh, choose choose a path and and start to to do some work um, to to uncover the reasons and the things that you need to change. A lot of people are throwing therapy in here. Therapy, therapy, therapy. Yes, love it. Therapy. It put it helps put a nickel on the needle. Helps scoot you back into the groove of your record, your life. Another person put travel does not solve all problems. Sometimes we just have to pull up our big girl panties and deal with our stuff. Good luck. 
Another person put, how long were you gone? Was it a foreign country? You may be experiencing a reverse culture shock where you experience discontentment and possibly depression as a letdown to coming back to what you no longer want your life to be. Take stock of what you are discontented with and tackle them one at a time. It reads to me like you're looking at this jumble of emotions altogether and it's overwhelming you. Good luck with it. Perhaps a clergyman, woman might be a good sounding board for you. Uh, such an excellent response. So this one, uh, it goes a little bit deeper. Uh, it brings in the the aspect of reverse culture shock, which I think is a, is a different issue altogether as well. Reverse culture shock, which I've also experienced, is kind of having to reassimilate back into your own culture, into your own life that you started off with. And there's a lot of things that are different. Um, just there's some frustrations that happen when you go from, like I experienced going from like the hustle and bustle of the U.S. to being in, in Rome for a few months and how slow and, and like everything's slow, basically. And it took me a while to adjust to that. But when I came back to the US, I'm like, oh, why isn't everything slower, right? There's there's a lot of these little intricate, intricate uh, details that are so different within each of the cultures that you don't realize until you are back. And a lot of that is the frustration and just like the impatience and just, you know, you get frustrated with yourself even in, in the things uh, that you're seeing um, when you're when you're back in your own life, because maybe there are things that you liked that were better outside. And in the same way, travel may have shown you areas in your life, maybe friends that aren't as supportive as you had wanted or expected them to be or need right now in your life. Maybe a relationship, again, that has run its course. Maybe family uh, that's that's bringing you down. Maybe a job that you don't really like and are overwhelmed by. Uh, and when you are on vacation, when you are traveling, you didn't have to experience all those things. You could just experience yourself wholly in a new culture and not have all those burdens and expectations. And then coming back, you're faced with the same life that you had, but now you've taken the the goggles off. You've taken all those rose-colored glasses off, and now this now is the most pivotal time to do the work. And so, whether it's reverse culture shock, whether it's just realizing that the life that you had before just wasn't as rosy as you had thought it to be, then now is the time you do the work, uh, as this commenter mentioned, and one by one, like separate everything out into lists and and think, okay, why is this annoying me? You know, why is this bothering me? Why is that person who said that uh, irritating me right now? And just really, what are the feelings that are arising? Who are the people? What are the circumstances and the situations? Get them all down. And then whether, you know, you do a journaling practice and you do this on your own, I highly recommend you getting a third party to help you with this. Work through each one of those issues. Why is it that this comment that this friend made made you more irritated than usual. It didn't used to before. Maybe it did before, but now you're realizing it doesn't have to be that way, right? Each one is a separate, distinct circumstance. And then you can start to group these feelings together afterwards, but it's so helpful to go down one by one on the exact situation, person's environment that's causing these feelings, what are those feelings and going through them one by one by yourself in a journal or with someone like a therapist, a coach, a clergyman, whatever it is uh, that you need as a third party and start to to dissect 
and what areas you can make the changes in your life so that you match up the travel version of your life to your actual life. Oh, that was a big one. Uh, okay, so let's see. Uh, I always have a sad doom and gloom period after a trip. Temporary is like going from total freedom, then boom, back to reality. My cure, start planning my next trip. I don't know enough about you to say whether you actually suffer from depressed depression, which is serious or just temporarily depressed or just feeling down after a trip. Only you know which one applies to you. Uh, now that's a first to me. What's depressed depression? Acute depression. Okay. Some of these are interesting comments, but I think that if you are suffering from some type of depression coming back because you totally feel free and then you say back to your reality, you need to change your reality. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that they can change their reality so that you don't, it's not normal. You don't have to come back to your normal life and be depressed. You could love your life in every moment. And I think that this person who who commented is in that cycle of, of traveling as a form of escaping their life and being in total freedom, but in what ways can you change your reality? It's really important. And she, she made this distinction between depressed depression and temporary depression. And honestly, it's all the same thing. Like temporary depression will lead to long-term depression if you don't nick this in the bud and, and start making some real changes, taking some real actions. It doesn't have to be serious either, right? Like you can make this into a lighter thing when you come back. Like it doesn't have to be like, oh, doom and gloom and everything is wrong. And I just have to completely blow up my life. Yes. Yes. You're going to have to completely blow up your life in some ways, but you can do it in a way that feels good for you instead of thinking like, oh, I have to like let go and like remove a bunch of things and a bunch of people. Think about this as an addition uh, equation instead. Like in what ways can I add into my life that will bring me joy, will bring me the lightness that I had been feeling when I traveled? So for example, if you felt so fun and free meeting new people when you were on a tour, when you had taken a class, like, are you doing those same things back at home? Like, are you putting yourself out there in the same way that you were, you, uh, you were doing so when you were traveling? If you were treating yourself to nice restaurants and uh, exploring and seeing and, and experiencing new things, how is your day-to-day -day life, your, your quote-unquote reality? If you are not currently experiencing those fun new things in your day-to-day -day life, like no wonder you're going to want to escape all the time. No wonder you're going to experience some depression. Add those things back in. It doesn't always have to be a cut everything out equation, cut all the people, cut all the, the jobs and all the things out. Maybe let's start by just adding more things that bring you lightness, that spark a fire in you that just, you know, gets you back to that place that you were when you traveled. Um, okay, so let's see, a few more. Uh, I'm sorry you feel like this. I have as well before. I agree with other people about therapy. It took me a while to finally feel, feel more secure at 39. Also kind of came in with a near-death experience when I finally said fuck everything. <laughs> but before that was a lot of reading, open communication with myself, and rewiring my brain. Therapy would have sped up the process a lot more. Just make sure you find someone who clicks with you. If you have a bad feeling about your therapist, find a new one and keep going until you find someone right for you. Learning to trust yourself and your feelings is hard but very important. What do you want in your life? As long as you don't have kids, you are the one who has to live with the end results of your decisions. 
yes, very well said. It takes us way too much time to get to these realizations. And so if you're in this point now and you're realizing it now, like don't don't just go on another trip and come back and, and feel it all over again. It, it starts to snowball. Start to do the work. Start to read. So what really helped me, honestly, like I listened to a ton of podcasts. The reason I started this podcast, a lot of podcasts go on in my ear just with the words that I needed to hear, normalizing the pain that I was going through, normalizing the feelings and the dreams and the goals that I had. It really helped me to just pop in a podcast and, and know that I wasn't completely alone in what I was feeling. It also helped to listen to self-help books, to business books. I started downloading and you, once you, you start, you uh, kind of get addicted, but I started just trying to infiltrate my brain with other thoughts that weren't just the ones of depression and anxiety and failure that I was already feeding myself. So the process of your rewiring your brain really just can start with, with that. Just listen to things that are different from what you're telling yourself, from what other people are telling you as well. And I think it's a really important point that she put on here that if you're feeling bad about your therapist, find a new one. Like it is so important because that person holds a mirror up to you. It's a very special role that someone plays in your life. And if you are not feeling aligned with your therapist, like you need to find someone else where it does click. Like actually my very first therapist was when I was in college in 20 gosh, 2010, after I got back from my study abroad period in Rome, and I was so depressed. And I was going through some trauma. And this woman, all she would do, gosh, it was like older white woman. Uh, sorry, guys. But she was just sipping on her uh, straw and this like really large water bottle. And I just remember like, every time I would like cry or say something, she was just like, take a sip. And that was and then she would say, maybe you should go meditate. And I wanted to kill this woman. So that was my very first therapy session. So you don't have to fall in love and click with a first therapist. Actually, you probably shouldn't fall in love with your therapist in general, but you also don't have to click with your therapist. The first time, if it's not clicking, go to another one. There are so many out there. Find the right one for you. It is supposed to be someone that is going to be in your corner and help you through a lot of these, these thoughts, these feelings, these changes. I still see a therapist once a month. I used to see at one point when I was like really low, I was seeing a therapist, two, two different therapists like each week. So two therapy sessions a week, two different people. And I did that for, I think like a period of three or four months. Um, and at certain points I was doing like once a week with a different therapist. Uh, right now I have one therapist and I'm seeing her once a month. And that really just helps me unload a lot of the thoughts that I have. Um, because even after like so many, so many years of therapy, there's, you're still maintaining, you still want to make sure that like, you know, you're dusting the the books on the shelf, right? I think this is kind of an analogy. Uh, like you don't have to pull the books and read them all at once, but you just want to make sure that they're nice and clean for when you do need to to use them again. So that's that's the reason why I continue to go to therapy and I'm a big proponent of it because you need that person to just bounce things off of. And, and then when you do go into a low, which, you know, that's life, life is up and down. When you do go into a low, you have someone there who knows your history who can can walk you through it, walk you off that ledge. 
Uh, ooh, I could talk about therapy all day long. <laughs> Let's see. Let's. This one says, I can relate to what you've described in your post. This year, as a single woman, I traveled to Bali, Thailand, and Costa Rica and absolutely loved every moment of my journey. And it's very strange. I am very strong, an independent woman, but I find I have a hard time letting go of relationships that don't serve me. Also, since coming back, I've fallen apart. Since you're not alone, so you're not alone, but I love all the other commentaries in this string. Finding a therapist is a fantastic suggestion. I am truly alone for the first time, and it's so painful, even though I've fought for freedom and made difficult decisions of leaving relationships that didn't serve me. This is, oh, yeah, it, you know, I, I feel for this because strong, independent women, you, you want to have everything together and, and be by yourself and be okay. Uh, and other times you, you do, you do just actually need to lean on people. It's, it's knowing that people are there for you that really make a difference and allow you to be by yourself and allow you to be strong and independent woman and, and an independent woman. You, you need to have that support system that allows you to, to rise and, and be that. And the thing is, you know, being alone is different from being lonely. And because I've, I've really worked so hard on my core of who I am and spending time with myself and just like generally loving my own energy. Like I am never lonely because I love being alone with myself. And so even if I'm alone, I'm having a great time. Those are the times I actually like, like to take myself on dates and pick my own brain for creative ideas and then ways that I can, I can better myself and change my life. And so it's all about reframing. And also realizing that it, it all starts with you. And she mentioned in here that, you know, she's had a hard time letting go of relationships that don't serve me. A lot of that too is understanding who are you right now and what do you need? And from there, what are the people around you and in what ways do you align with them? In what ways are they helping you towards the, that future version of yourself or, you know, in what ways are they serving you? Um, not everyone has to be going with you in the same direction in life and are fully aligned in their same goals. They could have just had very, you know, similar past to you. You grew up with them and it's okay to, to keep those relationships. It's okay to continue them and cheer each other on, on your different journeys. Like you don't have to be going the same way in order for you to cheer each other on. And I think those relationships are beautiful because they've seen other versions of you. They've, they've been able to cheer you on and vice versa. And just because they're not necessarily like quote unquote serving you in terms of like alignment into your future goals and vision doesn't mean that they're not like generally good supportive people in, in your life. And so if, if they're generally good and supportive people and they're like cheerleaders for you and they help you uh, support you and, and are growing in their own lives, I think, you know, why, why let them go? It's just don't set the expectations that these people uh, from your past are going to be the ones that will help you into your future. Appreciate them for how they have served and their current role in your life without having to put them into the same bucket as you know people that you are meeting uh, moving forward. Okay, so I'm going to read one more response. I can talk about this topic forever, but let's just choose one that has a lot of likes on it. This, let's see, there's a few. Okay, last one. My advice is that negative self-talk will just generate more of negative self-talk. Find yourself, 
find your most believable, positive thought for a moment and milk it from there. A doesn't always have to go to B and it can go to C, D, E, F, G, et cetera, et cetera. Stop being your own record player. Most of us create our own unhappiness with constantly putting ourselves down. A lot of it is learned behavior and nothing more. It's not true all the bad stuff we say about ourselves. It's just something we learn to believe. So I stop for a second and regroup. Five, 10, 15 years will pass you by and you will feel more and more depressed. You don't want to put yourself in the hole. It will be virtually impossible to climb out if you wait. If you can't find one nice thing to say about yourself, then try something else, anything else. Go for a walk, sing your favorite song, pet a dog, watch your children play, ride a bike, go for a swim. There are endless things you can do to raise your vibration. You got this. Okay. I, I would love, I love this one. And we're going to end with this one because, you know, like what I was saying with using the, the podcast to infiltrate my thoughts, like you need something to, to break the patterns of these negative t- like things that you're telling yourself. The the most important realization that I made as well in this journey was that you are not your thoughts. Like I used to, and I remember actually going uh, on a date with my ex. We were at the beach in Wisconsin during the pandemic. And this is why it was a beach in Wisconsin. <laughs> but we were, we were there and we were staring out into the, the ocean together and he was silent. And I remember asking him like, oh, what are you thinking about? Because in my head, I'm like, oh, what is he thinking about? Is he wanting to break up with me soon? Or what is he like? Is he having fun? Or is he not having as much fun? Or did I say something weird in the car? Like, why is he so silent? Right? These are the thoughts that were coming in my mind. And he answered and he just said, I'm just enjoying the view. There's nothing in my mind right now. And I I remember having a therapy session about this because I was asking my therapist, like, what do you mean there's nothing in his mind? Like, who has nothing in their mind? Like, of course he's thinking about something. And of course it's something that's negative. Uh, and then my therapist told me, no, those are your thoughts. Um, and that's that's when I realized, oh, I don't like, and she had asked me too, she's like, why don't you like sitting in silence? Like sitting in silence is normal. Like what he was doing is normal. And that made me realize that I didn't like sitting in the silence because that meant those thoughts came up and I wasn't happy with the thoughts that came up. Like you become an echo chamber of these thoughts that are sitting around in in your soul. And if you don't like those thoughts, the first step is realizing that those aren't you. Like you are an entity on your own. Those thoughts are coming in. And who they who do they actually belong to is the, the first question you should ask yourself. Like, is that actually me thinking those? Is that him thinking that? Is this coming from the media? Is this coming from somewhere else? Did I hear this from my parents growing up? Um, because you'll realize that a lot of these thoughts probably actually don't belong to you. And if they're not serving you, if you know that they're negative, it's time to stop. And so you need to interrupt this pattern of these thoughts coming through. And like this person said, go for a walk. I said, listen to, listen to a podcast, listen to a book that does have some positive things in there. I actually have a positive affirmations YouTube track that I play uh, whenever I need to start thinking more positively because even even now, like I sometimes like I love being by myself, but sometimes those thoughts still creep in and I have to say, no, stop. That's not me. That does not belong to me. Uh, it's also helpful. I also got the advice to name those thoughts as something else so that you can say like, no, go away. Like Becky, like that's, that's not, that's not me talking. Please 
you know, stop. And then you can interrupt it and, and dissociate it a little bit from, from who you actually are and what you actually believe. So there's a lot of ways that you can work around this. But the, the first step is realizing that those negative thoughts that you're thinking about, like they don't have to consistently be there for you. You can work to change them and become more positive. Now I can sit by myself and it's like a very lovely experience. And it's so far removed from the person that I was like three, four years ago that was asking my ex, what do you mean you're you're thinking about nothing? Like, how can you not be thinking about anything? And that was because I was constantly thinking about negative things about myself. So I hopefully the this community Q&A question helped you feel a little less alone in whatever you're going through, especially if you're coming back from a trip and realizing you feel a little bit isolated, to feel a little bit down. And instead of booking that next trip right away, I really... I really encourage you to to think about ways in which you can get a third party perspective in order to help you strategize, help you go through each one of these emotions that you're feeling about your current life and understand in what ways you can make the changes so that that travel you is the real you and that you can look forward to coming back and experiencing your life in whatever location you are. Join me again for the next adventure. I can't wait to chat with you all again soon. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Travel Not to Escape podcast. I hope you found our conversation inspiring and insightful. And if you're ready to take the next step in your journey of self-discovery through intentional travel, I invite you to join our vibrant and supportive community of solo female travelers over on Facebook. Inside our community, you'll find like-minded women from all walks of life sharing their stories, experiences, and tips on how to make travel a transformative part of your life. It's a safe space to ask questions, seek advice, and find inspiration. To become a part of this incredible community, simply search for Travel Not to Escape on Facebook groups, or you can click the link in the episode description. I can't wait to welcome you into our tribe of fearless travelers. Remember, your journey of self-discovery begins with that first step. So don't hesitate. Join us today and let's embark on this adventure together. Until next time, keep exploring, connecting, and playing, and safe travels, navigators. Bye.